Hello, and welcome to the Pursuit City Church podcast. Our mission is to lead people to know the love of Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that you will feel encouraged as well as challenged through the Word of God. If you need prayer or want to share your story, please send an email to info at PursuitCC.com. Get ready to enjoy this message. God bless. to start a 21-day fast, and it actually starts Wednesday, this Wednesday. Somebody just looked up at me like, huh? (laughs) Yeah, welcome to 2024. God bless you. It starts Wednesday, and we're going to go over all the options in a minute, but what I want to do first is I want to read a story in the book of Mark, chapter 9, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to get into it. Amen? All right, let's do this. Mark chapter 9, verse 14, it says, And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him greeted him. They're talking about Jesus. And he asked the scribes, What are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, His disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your presence is in this room. We thank you for your word that teaches us, that molds us, that redirects us, that shapes us. I ask you, Lord, as we begin this new year, 
that we aim to hear whatever it is you want to say. That we don't form our own opinions first and then come to you with them. But we ask you what you say. What do you want us to know? What do you want us to do? Lord, I pray this morning we hear from you that it's your words and not mine. That we learn from your holy scriptures. And everybody said, amen. Amen. This is an incredible story. This is a picture of struggle. This is a picture of combat, of spiritual warfare. This is a picture of what can happen. Now, obviously, not every single one of us encounters this exact situation. We don't all have children who deal with things like this. And this was an extreme case. This was not just a disease. This was a spiritual conflict. This was a spiritual overtaking. Uh, Demons had taken over this child. There was many times, if you look in scripture, there was many times where Jesus would walk up to someone with an issue and say they need deliverance from those spirits. And then at other times with the same issue, he'd look at them and say they need healing. Jesus understood that sometimes it's a disease and sometimes it's a demon. And the only way to determine the difference was through prayer and fasting. This is why we need to fast. This is why we can't just stop at prayer. The disciples obviously went to them and prayed and believed. However, they were not fasting. So we're going to talk about what it means to fast and how important this is. Another aspect of this story is simply the fact that everything that this demon tried to do to this boy was to destroy him. Everything that this demon tried to do to this boy was to try and kill him. He was not convulsing to get attention. He was being thrown into water to drown. He was being thrown into fire to be burned. I can only imagine the scars on this kid's body. I can only imagine how many times his father had to go pull him out of the water. He was desperate for answers. He went to the disciples and they had none. Oh, Lord, I pray that won't be us. How many times have we encountered someone that needed a miracle and we had no answers? We had nothing. We said, I'll pray for you. I believe that God wants to use us the same way he demonstrated his power in this story. That through prayer and fasting, if we believe Anything is possible. Amen. The question is, do we believe? I love this father's honesty and his faith. He was honest the whole way through. He told him exactly what was going on. He was vulnerable. He shared the hardest thing. This is what's going on. This is my son. It's obviously demonic. This is not good. I need help. And then when Jesus told him, If you believe, anything can be possible. So he says, Lord, I believe, but help the part of me that still doesn't. In other words, even in that moment, he was aware that even though he has faith, he's been going through this so long, he's been dealing with this issue so long that there's a part of him that doesn't believe. 
And if you're in this room and you're dealing with something that there's a part of you that can't believe that it'll ever get fixed, this is for you. This is that cry where you say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I believe, but there's a part of me that needs you in it because I don't have enough faith on my own. And he will be faithful to help you. So we're going to fast. For 21 days. The goal of fasting is to draw near to God. Biblical fasting always has to do with eliminating distractions for a spiritual purpose. This will hit the reset button on our soul and renew us from the inside out. If you're dealing with too many distractions, this fast is for you. If you're dealing with oppression, this fast is for you. If you're dealing with addiction, this fast is for you. If you're dealing with a disease, this fast is for you. Whatever the struggle, whatever the fight, if it's your children, just like this story, this fast is for you. Amen? My desire is that we all in some way, every single one of us is involved in some way. A fast also enables us to celebrate the goodness and mercy of God. And it prepares our hearts for all the good things that God desires to do in our life. There's one thing we need to understand that the American church needs help with. That blessings from God does not always look like financial gain. That sometimes, and really most of the time, blessing from God looks more like him being with you in the problem. Not him eradicating the problem. It's him being with you in the problem. Where you draw your strength from him and not yourself. Fasting helps us with this. Remember, as you fast, a personal fast should be a challenge. It should be something that is difficult for you. If you've fasted before and if you've fasted many times then I want to challenge you who've done this a lot to take it a step further and ask God for help. If you've never fasted before, then almost anything that we do or anything that you choose will be a challenge for you, and that's good. It should be challenging. It should be difficult. There's a reason the disciples were not doing this because it's hard. It's not easy. But it's very important to know your own body, to know the options, and most importantly, every day you should be seeking God. And every day you should be asking the Holy Spirit to lead you. Every day should be a day where you bow your head to the Lord and say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. In Ephesians 5.10, it says something so powerful. I love this scripture. If I ever get a tattoo, it's going to go right here, and it's going to be Ephesians 
in backwards. You can read it. In a mirror. <laughs> in a mirror. So I can take a selfie, a selfie. Never mind. Ephesians 5.10. Find out what pleases the Lord. Not what pleases me. Not what pleases your family. Not what pleases your flesh. Not what pleases your spouse. Find out what pleases the Lord. Listen, you don't need everybody in your house to be doing what you're doing to do this fast. I can't tell you how many meals I cooked for my family while fasting. Smell it, drink some water. Mm, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. You do not need everybody doing what you're doing. Jesse and Leanna, Leanna's pregnant, do something different. We need that baby healthy, praise the Lord. Jesse, sacrifice, brother. <laughs> Don't eat nothing. Find out what pleases the Lord, not what pleases you. I like to eat, y'all. Praise the Lord. In fact, I've been saying goodbye to food for about two weeks. <laughs> you don't even know. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> the other day I was on my way to Rockport for, for work to go see some people. And I stopped off at a restaurant by myself because <laughs> I was hungry and I knew. Like I hadn't, for a long time I haven't been eating lunch. I've been doing good just eating like once a day. But ever since vacation hit, when you're with your family all day for a week and a half, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, dirt snack, all that good stuff. You know how it goes. So my appetite was all of a sudden raging again. I was like, dang it, I need to go eat lunch. But it's okay because I'm saying goodbye to food, right? So yesterday, Cheryl's looking at the bank account. She was like, huh? Huh? Where have you been going? She's like, who did you go to butter churn with? I was like, nobody. Just me, myself, and I. She's like, you went to butter churn by yourself? I said, baby, I am saying goodbye to food. <laughs> and I'm doing it in my own way. Praise the Lord. In fact, I got a steak waiting for me at home for the football game. Can someone say thank you, Jesus? Go Cowboys. NFC East champions once again. Let's go. Here we go. I should do a whole sermon series that says, here we go. Hey, sister, looking at prayer. Come on, come down here. Let's anoint her right now. Lay hands. She's been on vacation too long. We haven't started the fast yet. I'll forgive you. <laughs> we need to go on a fast for the Super Bowl. <laughs> no. All right. Wow. I didn't say that. Cut that out. Heesh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? <laughs> what am I really praying for? <laughs> Just so you know, the fast will be over by the time the Super Bowl starts. Just so you know. Just so you know. Yeah, you missed it all, Gilbert. You need to control your wife. He's like, good luck. 
<laughs> he been trying, right? He been trying. No. No, thank you. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I've been saying goodbye to food. I have. I have. And it's kind of a thing because I like to eat. And I'm, I'm being serious now. I had a problem with food for a long time. I'll tell you this. You remember Harvey? Hurricane Harvey? How devastating that was? Our church was a year old in a different building that was closer to the water. And when we left, we evacuated, we boarded up our house. Yo, I was stressed. I'm serious. I was stressed. I was stressed for our people. I told everybody, get out, leave. We don't know where that thing's going. It was a three at the time, and then it just ballooned into a five. I couldn't believe it. When it finally hit Rockport, I think it was like a four, right? And it completely destroyed Rockport. But it was heading for Corpus and then went a little bit north. And nothing happened to our church. I think it ripped off our banner. No big deal. We had no problems. Nothing happened to our house. Thank God. But I was so stressed out because of how monstrous that thing was. It was coming from my city, the new city I just moved to, to start this church. And then here comes this hurricane. I was like, so this is what it's like. I ain't never experienced a hurricane before. And so I was stressed. I went to my mom's house with my family. I kid you not, I'm watching the news all night and I ate 13 tacos. <laughs> I had to go back and count. It's like, what in the world? You think I'm playing? Ask my mom. She makes the best crispy tacos ever. All kinds, chicken, beef, whatever. I had a problem. That was one of the times I remember going, man, I got a problem. I stress eat. And then I realized that I actually coped with food. I started to realize that I would self-medicate whenever I was going through something, whenever I was stressed out, that I medicated with food. Because I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do any of this other junk. That's just never been me. But food? Hmm. And it doesn't help that I know how to cook. Bro, I know how to cook. Ask around. Amen. See, got one amen. Praise the Lord. The skinniest person in the room. Just hit an amen. <laughs> how you know? No. I, I realized I had an issue. And so one of the prayers I had when we started to fast a couple years back was to help me with that. And God broke it. He broke it. I remember, don't look too hard, the carpet that's in the sections, like the other color carpet, that's where there used to be yellow chairs. Anybody remember the yellow chairs? Okay, everybody's like, yeah. It was some nasty yellow chairs. They were bolted into the ground. I remember putting those things on Facebook Marketplace thinking, yeah, right. No one's going to buy these. Cheryl was like, put them online. Someone's going to buy them. I was like, nah, no one's going to buy these. Bro, two hours later, <laughs> offer after offer. I was like, what? People want these things? That's it. And I literally was like trying to talk them out of it. 
You're going to have to bring multiple trailers. They're very heavy. They're dirty. They're old. They're rusty. And they're bolted in the ground. Here is $2,000. Okay, take them, please. <laughs> and I remember having to unbolt every single bolt while we were on a fast and I was not eating. And I remember how many, there were 708 bolts in this floor. Oh, snap is right. And I remember calling Alex one day, how do I grind these bolts down? I took the chairs off, but every time I grind a bolt down, sparks are flying everywhere. I'm going to set something on fire. He said, get a plastic container, cut two holes in it, put your hands in it, and grab the grinder. <laughs> I remember doing this, putting the big old plastic thing on top of a bolt and, and on to the next. I undid 708 bolts, and then I grinded all 708 bolts down to the ground to where it was flat so we can put carpet. It took me a whole week. And I remember every single day, and I, I, I'm pretty sure Cheryl came into the room one day after work, and I was just lying on the ground. Because <laughs> I hadn't eaten. And it was a whole week. It was like a Monday through Saturday it took to get to this point just so we could put these chairs here. That was 2020. And I remember that was the moment I realized, I think God finally helped me with this. So I'm telling you, something as necessary as food for someone who loves it a lot was able to overcome that during a time of fasting. I would even venture to say I was addicted to food. I had a bag of gummy bears a night, bro. 12 sodas a day. Every single day. I'd go to Sam's, pick up the 32 pack, it'd be gone in two weeks. Just me. Now you're looking at me like, yeah, you had a problem. <laughs> yeah, so you're shaking your head. Oof, that's bad, Pastor. Yep, I know it. So when I say that God can help you, trust me, I know he can because he helped this guy. Amen. So Ephesians 5.10, find out what pleases the Lord. It is so interesting that Wes asked me in the lobby about a living sacrifice because that's exactly what this is about. I didn't even consider that scripture for this series, but now it's definitely going to make its way in because it, this is exactly what it's about. We have to learn how to sacrifice while we're alive. It's easy to say, I'll, I'll lay down my life as I die and not have to worry about the consequence. But to say, I'm going to be a living sacrifice where I'm going to die daily to my flesh, where I'm going to say no daily to the things that I want, where I'm going to ask God daily to help me, and I'm going to pray daily for God to give me strength and power. That is called a living sacrifice, and that is hard. So are you ready? Here are your options. Option number one, it's the hardest of all, 
a complete fast. This is when you only drink liquids. That's it. 21 days straight, three weeks, liquids only. Water, juices. I'm one of those people that I just drink whatever. I drink coffee, I drink water, I drink juice. It doesn't really bother me. Um, that's, that's the hard one. It's difficult. You need to be very mindful if you choose to do that. And I would even challenge you, maybe do a little bit of this. Maybe do a couple of days of this and then go to a different one. Don't be rigid in this. This is not a, re, a religious ritual thing. No one is policing you. You do not have to report to anybody. Listen, this is between you and the Lord. Amen. I, I've been a part of a lot of stuff where it was like, well, did you, did you do that, brother? Did you, what, did you eat? Did you, did you mess up? Pfft, yeah. <laughs> um, get back on the horse. All right. Tomorrow's a new day. Start again. Well, Pastor, I've messed up. I'm just going to just forget it. No, no, no. Start again. Don't give up. This is a fight. This is 21 days of a battle. You might have some missteps. So what? I'm not policing you. I ain't got time for that. Shoot. Did everybody do everything they were supposed to do today? No, no, thank you doing that so the complete fast is hard but I know there are several of you in here that have done this before for like a week or two I've never done three weeks the longest I've gone is 14 days it's difficult very difficult so I will be pushing myself selective fast is your next option this type of fast involves removing certain elements from your diet one example of this is the Daniel fast. And if you're following along in the notes, you will see a link to our website that explains all of this in detail. It's pursuitcc.com fasting. And on our website, there is a link. If you read through it, there is a link to uh, a Daniel fast guide where if this is what you choose to do, which is you remove sweets, you remove bread, you remove like sugar, uh, from your diet, you're basically like a, I don't even know if it's vegetarian or vegan, whatever the term is, whatever. Uh, Daniel Fast, there is a guide on our website of things you should eat and things to avoid. Okay? So if you have questions about it, I promise you the answers are on our website. There is a lot of information there. And there is an option there if you click on Daniel Fast Guide to help you with this. That's what a selective fast is is when you all day, you can eat three times a day if you want, but you gotta remove these things. You gotta remove the stuff that's really addicting, right? And really it's sugar. Sugar is the most addicting thing on the planet, man. And we all love sugar. We put it in everything, don't we? We put it in barbecue sauce. <laughs> we put it in everything. Sugar makes it better. <laughs> So if you choose this fast, just know that there's a lot of information on our website. Oh, also on the link uh, in our, both in our website and in the notes is a devotion, a 21-day devotion while you're fasting, and it's all about fasting, okay? We did this last year. I really like it. I'm doing the same one this year. 
and it's written by Jensen Franklin, who literally has written multiple books on fasting and understands it very, very well. The third option is a partial fast. This is sometimes called the Jewish fast. This is when you abstain from eating food in the morning and afternoon. So this is like basically you eat once a day. You can eat what you want, but you eat once a day at dinner. That's it. And if you've never done that before, this might be a challenge for you. The challenge will be not to gorge. <laughs> or you go in like, let me go to butter churn for dinner. <laughs> I'm full for three days. That's how I felt Friday, just saying. I'm still coming off the butter churn. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> you just eat a good, a good meal, a good dinner. And don't eat breakfast and lunch. That is a partial fast. There's no restrictions on what you can eat, but there you go. And then finally, some find this one to be the most difficult, although I disagree, but to each his own. A soul fast. This has nothing to do with food. This is when you stay off your phone. No social media. No television, zero distraction. <laughs> Don't laugh at him too hard. <laughs> I heard her go, yeah, right. It's her husband. See how that goes, Jesse. <laughs> he going to pray about which fast do I do, Lord? I think Leanna's trying to tell you which fast you should do. You can choose this. Up to you. Yeah. Well, find out what pleases the Lord. Amen. Don't ask me, brother. I'm just giving you your options. Up to you and the Lord. You got to pray. You've got a few days here before Wednesday to pray and ask God. And every day you pray, you ask God, what do you want me to do? And let him lead you. Let him guide you. If you are the type that you're not really bothered by television, it's just something in the background, that's not a, really like a hindrance to you, no big deal. But if social media is a problem for you, get off. Three days, or three, three weeks, sorry. Three weeks of no social media. 21 days. You'd be surprised how much clearer you think. Anybody ever done that before? Yeah. Those of you who've been with us, you've done that one before. At first, it's like you pick up your phone every five minutes, and then you go, mm. And then you go back to it, oh. And then you have to remind yourself, I ain't supposed to be on that thing. You know what really helps? Delete the apps. Delete the apps. Don't worry. You can download it again in three weeks. But for three weeks, every time you pick up your phone, it should be on your devotional or on your Bible app or on the website or something, watching a YouTube video about worship. But if YouTube's too much social media for you, then don't do that because it's easy to get distracted on there too. You've got to find out what pleases the Lord. Amen. But if you're that person that sits there and binge watches an entire season of Netflix, turn it off. Delete the app. You can download it on your TV later. Does it make sense now? 
<laughs> She's like, my neighbor? No, what about you? No. <laughs> Listen, these are all optional things that you can do, okay? But don't make this a rigid thing. Don't make this a religious thing. The only person you're pleasing in this is the Lord, not us, not me. I'm not going to be walking around and go, it's not time yet. If you messed up, hey, move on. Get back on the horse. Today's a new day. Start over. Start fresh. This ain't easy. So I have a question before we move on. How many of you are considering joining us on the fast? It's a large number. Very good. Between now and Wednesday, I want you to pray and ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? And here's the thing, y'all. You have got to be people of prayer during this time. It can't just be, oh, I'm just not eating cool. You have got to be seeking the Lord during this time. Feast on the scripture. Feast on the word of God. Make sure that this is a time where you draw near to him. If there are things going on in your life, things going on in your body, things going on in your family that you really need God to give you clarity on, this is the time. This is the time. And if you're going through something right now, this is the appointed time for God to do miracles. I cannot wait to hear the reports. I cannot wait to see the results. I cannot wait to see what God does during these next three weeks. So I got a little bit of good news and bad news. I'm going to do the bad news first, and it's for the men. The fast starts Wednesday, and we have men's night Wednesday. Ugh. But last year, the fast was going on during women's night. This year, it ends right before women's night. So on women's night, there is no fast. So you're welcome, women. Bless you. But the fast will be over in time for the Super Bowl party, which the Cowboys will be at. So praise the Lord. God will answer our prayers. Let the women get the good news, brother. You missed it. <laughs> Worship team, y'all come. Can we do that first song again? Yeah, you, you guess. Okay, Corey. Okay, Corey. I want to read you a couple more scriptures as we finish out. Matthew 6. Verse 16, it says this. This is Jesus speaking. He says, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to be men of fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to be men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Listen, 
Don't be running around everywhere at work. Oh, I'm so hungry. That's for the secret place. You can lay on the floor all you want and be like, Lord, I just want a taco. Don't be like that. Don't be running around all work. Keep all the donuts away from me for three weeks. I'm fasting. They're going to look at you like, who cares? That's not what we do. We don't do this for attention. We do this for power in the spirit. We do this for relationship with God. We don't do this for self-attention and self-promotion. We do this to draw near to the Lord. So wash your face. Brush your teeth. <laughs> Change your clothes. Please put on deodorant. Praise the Lord. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 1 says this. Now on the 24th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting in sackcloth and with dust on their heads. Then those of the Israelite lineage separated themselves from all foreigners and they stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for one fourth of the day and another fourth they confessed and worshiped the Lord their God. This is what Jesus was referring to because there was an old way of fasting there was an old way of doing things where they made it very visible and that was for a season it was specific for a season so that the nation would do it together and they would all know it's a time of fasting what ended up happening is the hypocrites came along and kept that going so that everyone knew that they were more spiritual than them right and so Jesus was trying to point out the fact that this is not about self-promotion. This is about drawing near to God. However, in Nehemiah, there is something here that we must glean from. We don't always throw out the old. We always take what feeds us. We always take the spiritual principle from old scriptures that may not even apply today. You know, like the ones about don't eat shellfish. Okay, there is a principle there that we need to learn. And it's about what we consume. That not everything that we consume is beneficial for us. And so the principle here in Nehemiah is they took one-fourth of the day to read the word of God. And then they took one-fourth of the day to worship the Lord. Man, that's good. Imagine taking a fourth of your day and dedicating it to reading the word and then imagine taking the other fourth of the day and dedicating it to worship the Lord that's powerful to me now I realize we all have very busy lives I have a very busy life and it is imperative that you find those moments that you look for those moments to seek the Lord Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard. Do it anyway. Your kids are with you, bring them along. Worship the Lord. Let's stand.
When Toby asked me about what I was going to be talking about, I told him, I said, man, there is this desire in me to return to my first love. In the book of Revelation, there is a warning to the church. And the warning is you are beautiful on the outside and you have all that you need. You are rich, but you've forgotten your first love. You have everything. You have everything you need. Your needs are met. Your bills are paid. You have your house. You have your family. You have your cars. You have all your stuff. There is no problems there, but what you do not have is your first love. You have forgotten me, says the Lord. And he was trying to teach that church that the most important thing is to have your first love intact at all times. And I believe that during this fast, if you've lost sight of your first love, this will be the time to draw near again and rediscover your first love. It's so easy to fall in love with success. It's so easy to fall in love with money. It's so easy to fall in love with achievement and growth and achieving goals and all those things are good. But if you don't have your first love, you have nothing. You have nothing. If you're desperate for change this morning, if you need healing for your body this morning, if you are hungry for more of God, if you need a miracle this morning, if you want to walk in the power that Jesus demonstrated in that first story, then this time of fasting is for you. And I believe as a church, as we walk through these next few weeks, the entire month of January practically, that we are going to see transformation. We are going to see healing. We are going to see bondages break. We're going to see deliverance. We're going to see miracles happen. If you need healing this morning, I want you to lift your hand. Come on, if you need healing in your body, look how many hands. We need healing. We all need healing this morning. There are many people in this room that need a physical healing, that received bad reports. There are many people in this room that are battling diseases as we speak. I know the stories. I know the stories. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God can do it. God can do it. And we don't fast so God can be our genie. We don't fast so God can fix it. We fast so we can draw near. And we give it to him. We surrender to him. We surrender our issues to him. We surrender our problems to him. Come on, right now, just take that time. Say, Jesus, I surrender everything to you. I surrender my issue. Just name that thing. I surrender my sickness. I surrender my struggle. I surrender that addiction right now in Jesus' name. I give it all to you. Every ounce of it, every every measure of it, every portion of it belongs to you. It doesn't belong to me. For it says, by your stripes, by your stripes, we've been healed.
you can easily do so by visiting our website, PursuitCC.com. Also, follow us on all social media outlets by using at PursuitCC. Thank you and God bless.